Welcome to Brothers King Talk, where we are going to take our time machine back to look at fantastic music throughout the years. My name is JP. My name is Samuel, and JP, we're going back to 1968. What can you tell me about 1968, man? Well, on April 2nd, 1968, uh, a film that is revered and very famous, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey premieres. Um, you know, so 1968, 2001, it was the, you know, the far off future. Uh, was it really that different? Honestly, 2001 wasn't all that, wasn't all great. It's not all, you know, wasn't a great year. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see, you know, in 1968, that's how that the 2000s, that's, that's what it was going to look like. We we're all going to be living in space and AI was going to take over the world um or take over the spaceship that i should say <laughs> but um yeah so very very uh interesting very fun and uh definitely an iconic film came out this year oh yeah um it's i i personally it's so that one movie doesn't do it as bad as movies before it but there's that aesthetic um uh, uh, technically it's called astropunk similar like steampunk Mm -hmm. Where it's like, this is supposed to look futuristic, but now it looks dated. Yeah. And I love that aesthetic. I think it looks so cool. It's like, yes, like um, Buck Rogers, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But well, I feel uh, like, oh, continue. Uh, well, I was going to say, so uh, let's, let's get right into it, because I'm sure we've got lots to talk about. So, Samuel, what song are we looking at today? So we're talking about a song that I feel like isn't too dated. I feel like this song's pretty timeless, but I'll get into it. Um, hey Jude by the Beatles. And this is our second Beatles track. Yep. Second Beatles track in just like two, three years. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't think about, you know, they're the biggest band in the world. Um, give or take who you're talking to. <laughs> right. And um, they were only a band for six years. Yeah. Like, like, okay, they were only, that's how long they released records. Right, yeah. So, like, that's really, if you think about the amount of content they produced in that six years, it's um, quite impressive, really. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because there are some bands that I listen to now that have been around for 20 years that haven't even garnered the amount of popularity, even though they're very popular within their own little niche group. Um I mean, like bands, I'm talking like, you know, classic 2000s pop punk bands like Newfound Glory, uh, you know, Simple Plan, um, you know, even bands like that are really big in their scene. Blink-182, for example, they still have not gotten anywhere near the popularity of the Beatles. And Blink-182 has been around for, I think, over 20 years now. And the Beatles was in, around for six years and just blew the scene entirely away. So, um you may think by my comments here that I absolutely love the Beatles, <laughs> but if you listen to our previous episode, I am not in turn a Beatles fan. Um, but I've got some pretty positive uh, thoughts about Hey Jude, but Samuel, why don't you go ahead and take it away to start us off? All right. So this song I struggled with, man. I'm not going to lie. And here's why. I've heard this song called one of the greatest pop songs in history. Like in my research, I'm a, I'm a music history buff, and repeatedly I've seen you know, 
one of the greatest pop songs in history. I'm like, well, what else do I have to say about this? You know, it's like, it's like reviewing Citizens Kane. It's like, yes, it was a good movie. Like everyone else agrees with <laughs> like, right. So I'm like, okay, taking a step back, taking off my fanboy goggles. Cause I, I am a <laughs> Beatles fan. I'm going to try and look at this at face value as possible. So let's start where I usually start for myself. I usually start with lyrics. So sure. from a lyrical perspective, um, man, the song still strikes me. Like I love uh, the optimism of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so the legend behind the song, now granted, I take, this is 60, 50 years of legend. Stuff gets exaggerated and, you know, yada, yada, because right. it, it's good marketing. But the legend of this song is, um, it was written, for those that don't know, by Paul McCartney. But it was um, credited to Lennon McCartney, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, because that's right. most of their songs were credited sure. to both of them, which which I always thought was cool. Um, but Paul McCartney wrote this song for the son of John Lennon because John Lennon was going through a divorce and he mm. felt bad for his son, you know, having to for John Lennon's son having to deal with the divorce of his parents. And so he kind of composed this song to encourage his, this kid and make him feel better. Like the mm-hmm. original lyrics were, hey, Jules, because the son's name was Jules. Right. Yeah. And um, he changed it to Jew because it sounds better. And he has, you know, a good ear for songwriting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like musically, you know, the take a sad song, make it better. That optimism really reflects in the lyrics of, you know, just it's going to be better, you know. Um, mm-hmm. go out and get her go out and get life things will be better which is um, all, a pretty timeless message no matter how you look at it for sure and musically and i thought this was kind of cool that optimism is reflected in how the song um, is structured so what this song does is a very interesting pop music trick of building for three minutes straight mm-hmm. um, it still follows a pop song structure Uh, most songs pop songs that are um good are structured in kind of a seven part (laughs) structure right this still follows that overall but it spends the first three minutes building and my brother pointed this out and i really like the idea that it's almost like he's building a person up right the song's Mm -hmm. building while he's talking someone up and being like you can feel better you can do this Mm mm-hmm and then it just builds, builds, builds until finally at um, somewhere around three minutes and something, it just climaxes and it just goes into this crazy coda for four right. straight. And yeah, um, if I have any complaints, it's that, you know, three, four minutes of na 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 na. But even that I can barely get upset about because it's it's a fun ride. And then mm-hmm. this giant orchestra comes in and keeps the momentum flowing. And it's like a, it shouldn't work. It's a situation where four minutes of just chanting, nah, 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 should not work. Mm-hmm. But you're just riding this roller coaster. And it, the first handful of times I listened to this song, cause I didn't become a Beatles fan until I was well into, you know, almost 20 years old, probably. Right. Um, that's when I started listening to them. And I promise the first few times I listened to this song, I didn't even notice it was seven minutes long. It wasn't until I was like, wait, this song is seven minutes. I started researching it a little bit. Right, yeah. And so something like that, I feel like, can only be pulled off like once a decade or so. Right, yeah. And whew, yeah, that's my 
thoughts on this song is it's super positive, super catchy, and um, it's simple, but it's simple in such a powerful and good way that I can barely complain. Okay. And I said I wasn't going to fanboy, but I just did. So, JP, <laughs> what do you have for me? Well, so this is something, because when you started mentioning that it was seven minutes long, I was like, was it seven minutes long? Hang on. Hang, I, I think I missed something. And uh, I so I got the Wikipedia page up here. And yeah, in fact, seven, and ele- seven minutes, 11 seconds. But the video that I pulled up on YouTube that had all the lyrics was not seven minutes and 11 seconds long. It was four oh, minutes man. and 36 seconds. Oh, you got gypped, man. <laughs> so, um, please use, uh, have all of my information that I'm about to give in the lens that I have only heard a version of the song that's only four minutes and 36 seconds. Um, because I, you know, I don't know, maybe this actually made the song, because, I mean, there was definitely the, the you know, the na-na-na-na's, and there was the building, and there was all the things that you said, it just wasn't in a 7-minute 11 track, it was it was in a 4.5-minute track, and so, I don't know, I don't know what the deal was, because I just literally searched the Beatles' Hey Jude lyrics, and that was the first one that popped up. And so, because I had never heard this song before, I know plenty of people are going to kill me because I've never heard Hey Jude before. Um, but I just had never known. I didn't know. I was not aware that it was that long. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I've made my feelings pretty clear about how I feel about the Beatles in the past. And I will say that with this track, I think the Beatles are ahead of their time, like so far ahead of their time that it makes me realize why they were so popular. Because up to this point, you know, we, I don't know, this song just feels, at least for most of it, in my opinion, like it's a very familiar uh, to a lot of the music that I listen to it today, you know, when it comes to acoustic pop, acoustic rock, things like that, that just build up you know there's uh, this simplistic ideal you know that's just these very simple chord progressions that really start and it's the pretty much the same drum beat all the way through the song as far as i could tell but in terms of music i didn't seem it didn't seem exactly remarkable to me uh but that being said i really do like this song it you know it's significantly better in my opinion than the uh previous song that we listened to a couple weeks back which is i want to hold your hand and and that's fair um few people will argue with you on that (laughs) (laughs) right yeah well and and maybe it's because it's reminding me of the music that i listen to now but i just there's just something about this track that i just i can see the beals influence across time with this track you know uh i can and and i think that's one of the defining features as to the reason why they were so huge at the time because they were they were quite literally they're influencing music that I still listen to today. And it's still readily available to hear in the acoustic versions of songs that are not necessarily originally acoustic. Like I think of a lot of like really kind of more punk bands like as it is uh, or um, Rome, and they've got these really heavy punk rock songs, but then they break it down into this acoustic version And I hear that song and I'm like, I love that song almost more than the actual song itself. And then I listen to this song and I'm just like, wow, 
I think this song has made me a believer. Um, now, I'm not going to say that I'm going to go straight into uh, head first and love every Beatles song ever, but I will say that this has uh, shown me a different side of the Beatles that I can say, you know, I really enjoy what I'm listening to here. You know, this song, they've created a song here that is emulated and replicated in so many different ways. And I don't know, maybe it's just maybe because I've only listened to the song a few times um, in, in the time that I was preparing for this. But I think I would probably like a cover a little bit more. Um, and that's also probably, you know, gonna get some flack, but, uh, I don't know. I think I would have preferred a more familiar voice than the one that, you know, than the one that's in the song now. So I think hearing it from something or someone that I hear more from, I think it would even give me a deeper appreciation for the song. Um, because, you know, like you said, with the lyrics, they're, they're really uplifting. They're very positive. And, you know, I love this. Uh, they are very pop for one, but at the same time, they carry this message of optimism and allowing sadness and struggle, you know, allow it in your heart and change it and make it better and get stronger and send out something even better. You know, that that's a message that I can really resonate with. And, you know, now I might be, completely off base with this idea, but I think, you know, what you've said so far has really kind of reinforced this, but the few times that I've listened to the song, you know, that's really the idea that I got. It's this reinforcing that you can do better. It's this positivity overall. Don't allow the sadness to weigh you down. Don't allow it to just surround you, but bring it in and change it, make it better. Take, uh, take hold of your current situation and make something amazing out of it. I absolutely agree. It's, um, it's one of those so my history with music is um, I grew up with Christian music um, you know so very uh, positive almost to a ad nauseum kind of mm. um, way I still love a lot of it don't get me wrong but if I had heard this song at 13 um, there's also another Beatles song called let it be mm-hmm. that's uh, similar if I would have heard those songs at 13 you could have convinced me they were Christian songs mm, because yeah. they have that, you know, very optimistic, positive, you know, this is, um, the world's going to get better. We're going to be okay, which has been done to death in certain genres. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's nauseous now, but especially at this time in history, I feel like it was very refreshing. And it's, and like you said, it's cool to hear that style kind of carry forward through time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly think that this song is, like I said, I, it's not made me a believer, uh, so to speak, but I will say that I, I definitely recognize the influence that the Beatles have had throughout history, which the previous song, again, I Want to Hold Your Hand, was not a song that did that for me. I listened to it and I was like, you know, my, and you guys can, you know, you listen to the song, the the episode that where we talk about, I want to hear, hold your hand. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but that song was very much in my, it was just not what I expected. And so I couldn't see at that time how a group that was so massive uh, had such popularity, could have influenced so many uh, people with a song like I Want to Hold Your Hand. And now I listen to Hey Jude, and now I'm like, it's almost like, I get it. I I get it now. Um, 
am I one of those people who's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go gung-ho? Probably not. But I'm definitely open to hearing more. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, if I uh, may make some personal suggestions for you. Um, sure. Abbey Road and maybe um, the, the the Past Masters. Because the Past Masters has like all their non-album singles, including this. Okay, uh, cool. That and Abbey Road would be a good like kind of jumping off point for kind of getting a feel for them. All right. Very cool. So... Um, my final score, and this may be the highest score I've ever given anything. I don't know mm-hmm. for sure. Um, lyrics, I give it a three. The epitome of simple but effective. Like, the the fact that you can make such an optimistic song and not make it taste like syrup. Right. Like, you know, like, there's the joke of, like, those um, Hallmark movies that, oh, this tastes like syrup. I'm choking right now, right? Right, yeah. I don't get that from this. And yet it totally hits that sweet spot of this is, this is good. Um, music. <laughs> I'm torn because it feels like it should be shorter, um, but I'm still enjoying every moment of this song. Right. And ultimately, my wife was like, no, you can't give it a perfect rating. No song's perfect. I'm like, are you sure, though? <laughs> so I, I, re- I relented that maybe the music could have been uh, something could have been done to make it better. I don't know what something. So I give the music a two and a half overall, though I give it a three. This song is as close to timeless as I will ever hear. Like I hear this and I don't think of the sixties. I don't think of a decade. I think of just, Oh wow. This is a good song. Right. Um, So overall I I give it an eight and a half out of nine. Wow. Okay. So pretty, pretty high marks there, you know, overall, uh, you know, it's, I don't have a ton to say, you know, about this track, other than I'm amazed that a track that was number one nearly 50 years before it was a common style has, you know, it, it's just the fact that that track exists at all. It's it's shocking to me. And so um, I think I agree with you. I think, you know, the music, I, I do suggest now, I am not in any way saying that the version that I listened to that is only four and a half minutes is in any way superior to uh, the full version, because I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that would absolutely love and every single second of the seven uh, minute song, seven eleven song, you know, that's, I get that. But um, I think, you know, just, I, I would suggest t- taking a listen and uh, I can send you the link and you can, Take a listen and just tell me how it compares and if it does the actual full song justice and kind of go from there. But that being said, I, you know, I stuck with uh, music of two and a half because I really like, even though it's very simplistic, I love that uh, the music and the vocals really carry um, the song overall. And I think the lyrics are very, very good. Um, I think they're very positive. I wish there was a little bit more variety definitely um i think there could have been more of like i mean yes it was optimistic but i think that there could have been something done in the middle there um that like as it was building to have more uh substance i think and that's just that's just me personally so i gave that a two uh, overall, I decided on a two. I felt like that was a very strong song, not the most amazing song I've ever heard, but I definitely recognize its value. So for a total score of six and a half. 
So actually uh, one point better than our previous one that I always harped on that I thought it was so good uh, to serve with love. So I did like it more than that. That's cool, man. Hey, and to every person their own, it's one of those things. Um, maybe it's just because I've studied this group more, you know, and uh, it's it's hard to put your own prejudices aside. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be like if a newfound glory song somehow popped up on this list, like how could you not give that high marks? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean that, yeah, that's my favorite band of all time. So I, if I saw that now, I'm definitely very, uh, excited and a little worried because down, I mean, especially when we get into, you know, the two thousands, the 2010s, I mean, we get into some, some songs that I really do enjoy, um, that are also outside of my normal pop punk punk rock uh, realm, which is like, I mean, 2018 is uh, God's Plan by Drake. And I mean, a lot of people don't know that I also really enjoy rap music. It's like so that's one of that's one of the best songs of that year for me, honestly. And so being when I get when we get there, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to be, you know, analytical about this song. I love it so much. Yeah, that's fair. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, feel free to, uh, if you have um, an opinion you want to share or something you want to say, feel free to leave a comment, um, uh, rate us or leave a comment on the the podcast or Spotify or whatever. If you really want to, you can also email us um, at brotherskingmedia um, at gmail.com. Additionally, um, we are putting some playlists in this. I haven't been horribly consistent, but if you click on any of the podcasts, you should see a playlist somewhere. Um, it'll be for Spotify and Apple Music, where you can see all the songs we've been talking about, so you can kind of keep up with us. And that usually gets updated on the day of the release of the podcast. So um, I, I'm the one that updates it for Spotify. Samuel updates it for Apple Music. And so whenever we post a new episode, which uh, every Tuesday, um, we have a very happy Tuesday and where we release a new, new uh, episode, you can check that uh, playlist for the song that we're talking about. So once again, my name is Samuel. And I'm JP. And this has been a Brothers King Media production.